Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Yes, there was some actual activities in Major League Baseball, a couple of things that transpired off the field this week that I do want to bring to the fore. And when we do so, we try and reach out for some of our better baseball guys. I've accomplished that tonight because joining me right now on the telephone line USA Today baseball insider Bob Nightgale, pal of the show, hops aboard with us here on CBS Sports Radio. Bobby Ann, how was your New Year's? Yeah, good, good and quiet, and uh, so, but yeah, everything good, and hopefully 2021 is going to be better than 2020, although we're off to a shaky start. It can't possibly be worse. Um, Before we get to the shaky start aspect of it, there were a couple of things that actually got the interest of all baseball fans, big name signings and a big trade. We'll go with the trade first. Francisco Lindor was moved along with his teammate Carlos Carrasco in his somewhat hefty contract to the Mets for four very young players, all pretty good prospects. Rosario is a, at least in part, a proven commodity on the major league level. Um, but the Mets certainly upgraded their talent immediately under their new owner, Steve Cohen, who is everybody's expected is ready to spend. And he's going to do that to uh, certainly uh, keep Lindor at least for this one year. Uh, what was the first thing you thought of when you heard the trade between the Mets and the Indians? Uh, just the fact that Carrasco was in it. I mean, we've always heard the Mets are involved in Lindor, the Blue Jays involved in Lindor. Didn't hear anybody else. So you knew he was going to get traded at some point because Cleveland told everybody, we're training this guy before opening day. But to put Carrasco in the package with him, that that one really raised the eyebrows. Like, whoa. So that that was a stunner. And, uh, yeah, great coup for the, uh, you know, for the Mets. You know, for Cleveland, Jimenez was the key. Yeah, they could have got, you know, four or five prospects from Toronto, but not any proven guys like they did with Rosario and Jimenez. And you expect both of those guys to step in and be the double play conversation, uh, teaming for the Indians in this upcoming year? I know they've got Cesar Hernandez played second for him last year. He's a free agent. They're going to just plug in Jimenez and Rosario to second and short this year at the Indians? Well, I think Jimenez for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, knowing uh, Cleveland wouldn't surprise me at all if they're shopping Rosario as we speak. But Jimenez, I think, you know, is going to be a big part of their future. They really like him a lot. So, you know, at least, you know, they have something, uh, you know, to, to at least ride it out, you know, without going full-scale rebuild and still be, you know, competitive next year. 
How about the couple of prospects that the Mets gave up? They gave up a good one a couple of years ago for Robinson Cano. He's moved nicely through the Mariner system and is one of the best prospects in baseball. How did the two youngsters they gave up uh, compare to the, to a deal like that? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, neither one of them are the top, you know, you know, five or six prospects. So, you know, prospects are prospects. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, they, they may uh, they may develop, they may not. But at least they have a couple of proven guys in Rosario and him. And it wasn't, you know, uh, you know, I think the prospects were more fringe. It wasn't like, you know, any of their top five guys that could come back to harm them. So I think, I think it's a great trade for uh, the Mets. If you're a Cleveland fan, how do you justify this? You gave up two frontline players, two players who uh, make and or were going to make a whole lot of money over the next couple of years, and you got back two completely unproven and uh, two still on the young side major leaguers, neither of which, much, uh, neither of which has shown superstar-level uh, talent just yet. How do you, if you are the Indians, how do you sell the fact that this team is once again going to be a playoff contender and you should come out and watch them play this year? Yeah, it's a tough sell. And they're lucky they're not selling tickets right now. Uh, you know, it's one thing to make that trade with the Mets for Lindor only. But to put Carrasco in there, who's kind of a, uh, you know, a, a team favorite, a city favorite as well, uh, just what he's been through with Okimi and all that, uh, that one's a hard sell. Because, you know, that one, okay, Lindor's going to be a free agent a year. Okay, understood. But then to throw Carrasco in there, when you got him for two more years in a, in a club option, three years control. If you're a Cleveland fan, very, very tough to swallow. All right, last uh, thing, a little prediction for you to look into your baseball crystal ball. Um, as you mentioned, Lindor will be a free agent uh, next year. Unless, of course, the Mets get him signed. Three choices. Either they will get him signed before this season starts, make the aggressive play and uh, blow him away and get him locked up, or play it out and it happens sometime over the course of the year or even into free agency. Or do you think that there's a chance that he ends up just being a rental for the Mets, that he asks for some outrageous number and the Mets aren't necessarily going to be willing to pay it at the end of this year? I think they'll sign him before the uh, season starts, you know, a little bit like what uh, the Dodgers did with Mookie Betts. But I'm, if I'm uh, the Mets, I hold off and just see what he does. I mean, uh, did not have a good year last year. I had a lot of guys didn't. Uh, you know, had trouble with guys that threw over 93, 95 miles an hour. The National League East is full of them. So if I'm the Mets, I hold off. Uh, hey, you got the richest owner in baseball. You know, you know, and almost do what the Yankees used to always do, you know, or, or still does. As far as let a guy write out the contract and feel confident, you're going to beat him out for anybody in free agency anyway. So if I'm the Mets, I'd, I'd wait until, say, midsummer and then make a uh, aggressive bid. But I, I would think the Mets will uh, try to sign him. And if I'm Lindor, hey, if, if there's a uh, – Number that starts with a three, you know, I jump all over it. <laughs> Lead baseball columnist for USA Today, our buddy Bob Nightingale here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Right, uh, the NL East getting tougher, Mets adding Lindor and Carrasco. The Nationals already this offseason had traded for Josh Bell, power-hitting first baseman from the Pirates, and added Kyle Schwarber yesterday on what I believe is a reasonable contract. Uh, I've been a Schwarber fan since he came up to the bigs with the Cubs. 
he never became the 40 home run guy I thought he could in Wrigley. I don't know if he's going to hit 40 in Washington, but he certainly is a big left-handed bat. Um, give me your thoughts on, A, the contract, and B, where's Kyle Schwarber going to play for the Cubs this year? Well, they're talking about moving him to uh, left field. So he's going to play left field. I still think a DH is coming, Jody, on the National League. So he'll get some DH time for sure as well. But I think a uh, you know he's, if there's no DH for some reason, he'll he'll uh, be their everyday left fielder. And uh, yeah, you know, getting him and Bell, two great offensive players. Obviously, both of them have a defensive uh, you know deficiencies, but you know should should help them be competitive. But you know, right now, you know, the division still goes through Atlanta. Uh, you know, they won three straight. They won it without having Mike Soroka last year. The race will have him. Still a very, very good team. So right now, I, I still go. You know, Atlanta one, Mets two in that division. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned the designated hitter. I know Major League Baseball came out and said. Uh, we believe, in conjunction with the Players Union, that we've got the protocols in place, that we are not going to have to change. We're staying open-minded, but we are planning on opening spring training camps with what we have scheduled and starting the season on the days with what we have scheduled, which is all well and good. But like you mentioned, we don't know if there is or isn't going to be a DH in the National League. And last year they did expand the playoffs, which – isn't a given going into this season. Uh, I'm hearing nothing from detailed conversations between the Players Association and uh, the commissioner's office. Don't they have to, like, hammer these things out in the next week or so if they are actually going to get things started when they're supposed to in February? Well, they can wait for a few more weeks, you know. Uh, we, you know we know when they have a DH in one league. I think it's still common. I know before when Major League Baseball said, hey, to the union, you can have a DH in the, uh, in the union uh, in exchange for uh, expanded postseason, and the union says we want more. Well, let's be honest here. Both sides want a DH. Both sides want expanded playoffs. So I think, you know, I think both are coming. It's just a question of a, uh, whether things come to agreement. The owners still want to push back to start the season by a month. Uh, the union says you have no leg to uh, stand on here unless there's government interference. So we'll see. And you talk to the owners, they're so convinced the season won't start till a m- month later. You talk to union officials, they say it will start on time. So we'll see. All right. Uh, I know you wrote a column this week with the passing of one of the greatest ambassadors. And if ever there was a example of a definition of a word, ambassador for baseball, uh, you would look it up in the dictionary and see Tommy Lasorda's picture. Uh, he passed at the age of 93 this week, a uh, guy who I got a chance to meet and hang around with and is truly one of the colorful characters of the game and great ambassadors. Uh, you had the same uh, ability to do so during your career. Uh, what was the first thought that came to mind when you got the news that we'd lost Tommy? Yeah, just the sadness. I mean, you know, you knew it was coming. Uh, when he got out of the hospital, uh, you know, people say, oh, he's out the house, he's doing well. No, it's just like they let him home to, you know, let him, let him go home really to uh, to die. And uh, But, yeah, just a, uh, uh, like you said, uh, Joe, he's a great ambassador. You know, had the pleasure of covering him for a couple of years, being around him every single day. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it was baseball's greatest ambassador. I mean, certainly nobody loved the Dodgers more than this guy. 
uh, you know, he flew on his own to go to see the uh, Dodgers in Game Six of World Series with him and uh, you know Bobby Valentine and a couple of their friends. Flew him out with a doctor, and you know he was he was hospitalized pretty much after that. I don't know how much that took out of him, but at least he was able to see the Dodgers, you know, win, you know, one more time. Yeah, how fitting is it that the last baseball game Tommy Lasorda will have ever seen is the Dodgers winning the World Series? Very fitting. Um, did you ever hear any stories at any point, maybe directly from Tommy or from anybody else, about Tommy potentially being part of another organization? I stayed with the Dodgers forever. I'm sure there were others that admired the job he did as a manager or an ambassador thereafter. As far as you know, was there ever any talk about Tommy working for someone other than the Dodgers? When I was covering the Dodgers, Joni, so this is mid-90s, I remember doing a story, on, uh, and he confirmed it. I want to say it was uh, Peter Angelos in the, in the uh, Orioles reached out and talked to him about coming there on a multi-year contract, and he decided to stay. Uh, and I'm sure he's had other offers before that. But, you know, doing the one-year contract, uh, he was always a free agent each year. But I, but I do remember he could, he could have gone to the Orioles for sure. That uh, I just can't see him in that Oriole uniform. That would have been just plain wrong. I uh, don't know if we're going to get you on again. We're about two and a half, uh, almost three weeks away from uh, the Hall of Fame announcement. Uh, you, me, any other baseball fan worth our salt, follow Not Mr. Tibbs on Twitter for the month leading up to the Hall of Fame induction. And uh, kudos to Ryan Thibodeau, who uh, compiles all the ballots. I checked it before I uh, punched you up here tonight. Bonds, Schilling, and Clements are all just shy of the 75% with about 32% in of the vote. Um, usually it's pretty close. There are some swings. There are some trends that the later votes that they get sometimes run a particular way. As of right now, we've got none making the haul, but three very close. What do you make out of the uh, returns with about a third of the votes in so far for this year's Hall of Fame induction? Well, I think that uh, Bonds and Clemens have no chance this year. Uh, they got one more year in the ballot. It's just too far to go. They're about 60%. They're not jumping up 15. Schilling was at 70 last year. He only has to jump up 5%. Uh, very weak, you know, uh, incoming class. Uh, his is too close to call. You know, I think his in a, in a, is a situation where people may not be admitting it publicly in, uh, on Ryan's uh, Twitter or website. But they may have voted for him anyway and haven't divulged their contract or their uh, ballot. So I, I think Schilling is too close to call. Uh, Bonds and Clemens, you know, one more year and we'll see. You get Bonds and Clemens and A Rod and uh, uh, David Ortiz on that ballot next year. You know, I can't see how anybody in the world can vote for A Rod next year and not vote for Bonds and Clemens. Uh, and I still believe that it's a travesty that Bonds and Clemens aren't in. We've let plenty of guys uh, with steroids uh, into the Hall of Fame. So why are we taking the two best guys, the steroid class? Um, Bonds' case, you know, you can argue is the best, you know, player since Babe Ruth. And it's unbelievable what this guy did. So we'll see. Maybe some guys who haven't voted for them for the first nine years will say, okay, I've punished them long enough. I'll let them in the last year of eligibility. 
It's a debate that will continue to rage as long as uh, those guys are on the outside looking in. Very much agree. Always a pleasure, Miss Nightingale. Thank you very much. Uh, when we get uh, a little closer to February, I'll get you up again. We'll see if they actually do have some of these uh, things, like a DH uh, hammered out by that time uh, before they get the camps opened. Appreciate you hopping on board with me tonight. A pleasure, Joy. Happy New Year. Take care. You too. Bob Nightingale, USA Today baseball columnist, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.